Welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And today, we're talking about The Dark Crystal. I've been waiting for this, and we talked about it a little bit on the last Monday Morning Minute episode, but damn it, this needs a whole episode. Dude, it's an iconic piece of art, and it deserves an entire episode all to itself. And you just watched it for the first time. First time ever. So this is the same as if we were just hanging out at your house, and... We both just watched it and it was your first time watching it. And I want all your juicy thoughts because this is like one of my favorite movies ever made. My mom, for some reason, like plopped me in front of the TV at like four years old and had me watch The Dark Crystal. Wow. I know. And for some reason, I never had nightmares about it. I just loved it. Because I had the thought multiple times like this while watching it. This is not a child's movie. But it was. That's crazy. (laughs) I mean, it's an everybody movie. Yeah, but I mean, there's some like pretty brutal scenes. Like at one point you think that Ogra, is that her name? Ogra? Agra. Agra uh, gets burnt to death. Like you, she doesn't actually, but you think that she does. Oh yeah, by the way, spoilers for oh, yeah. The Dark Crystal. Yeah, I mean, you had like what, 30 years? <laughs> 40. <to get two>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but some people might not have seen it. But yeah, if you haven't seen The Dark Crystal, pause this episode, go watch it. It's like an hour and a half and then come back. You'll get a lot more out of this. And if you haven't seen it, you should, because I felt ashamed that I had never seen it. As a fantasy fan. Seriously, dude, I, I love Willow. I love The Labyrinth. And this seemed like a natural next step in my that type of movie progression. Yeah, I mean, the Skeksis are so terrifying. They're like these disgusting bird monsters. And, you know, birds are already kind of creepy. Uh-huh. So turning them into like these mythical fantasy dark creatures you know these like anthropomorphous it's not just like a parrot or a tweety bird it's like these are like vultures yeah like they're gross looking yeah and what's cool one of my favorite parts about the skeksis is like they're like the rulers of this world so they're all decked out you know they've got tons of wealth and but it's all kind of going to hell too it's all moldy and ripped up and mm-hmm. it's just been like thousands of years or a trine if you really want to get technical <laughs> with it what's the trying a unit of measurement for time in thra which is the overworld wow you go <laughs> deep bro i know i know a lot about the dark crystal i mean i've been nerding out on it since i was a kid where does the lore exist besides the movie uh there's a couple of books but i think there's a there's like a novelization of the movie and then i think Lately, a few books have been written kind of in line with the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, which we're definitely going to be watching and talking about. Which is the show that just came out. Yeah, it came out in 2019, I think. Oh, okay. I was like running through the hallways at work when I found out. So excited. And then I was even more excited when just a few days later, we all found out that they were going to be mainly using puppets again. Because that was the chief question when we all heard that there's a new Dark Crystal show and everybody was just immediately like, that's great. But is it all going to be CGI? Because if it was, that wouldn't be very good. I love how you're putting this in terms of like, everyone was we, wondering. It's like, <laughs> just, just Evan. <laughs> <laughs> the gigantic Dark Crystal fan base. The, the the Dark Crystal fan base that is so big, you and I are doing a podcast episode about it. It's going to be our most well-received one. But, you know, for the puppetry, I have to give it like a top-notch A-star. I've been involved in lots of theater throughout the course of my life. And never, not that I'm anywhere close to being like a good costume designer by any means, but I know the sort of effort 
and skill that goes in to make something way, way, way worse than that. And that was incredible. There's an illustrator named Brian Froud, who was discovered by Jim Henson like six years before The Dark Crystal was released. And so Brian Froud had this book called Once Upon a Time, which Henson saw some fan art from that and then was immediately just like, hey, I want to collaborate. And if you go check out that book, Once Upon a Time, it's just you will definitely see a lot of the inspiration for that art. And it translated over to the uh, the set design, the costume design, the world design, everything about it. So everything's got like that really kind of like curved, sharp kind of you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. like even like the lettering of the title right like the dark crystal like it all looks like kind of like the skeksis like beaks almost mm -hmm. like everything is very like curved and curved to a point but like broad big curves there's a lot of like purples and greens yeah you know it's like a very yeah so if you kind of like look if you kind of thumb through or kind of like look up brian froud's art uh, and then i think i'm pretty sure brian froud went to work on labyrinth too so that's why like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal have a lot of the same vibe to it. Like that kind of like grimy, oily sharpness to it. Mm -hmm. Kind of like this aged style. Yeah, it's a very interesting style. Dude, I love the font. That would be, that's some cool font. Apparently, yeah, that font. I want to use that font in something for the podcast can, at some point. I wish I could find it, dude. We could find it. Oh yeah, no problem. But apparently, uh, Froud got a lot of his design ideas from messing with lobsters. Really? Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> he would like glue lobster shells together. So <laughs> the the Gartham, like the the generals, like beetle soldier things, mm -hmm. which were terrifying. Right. Yeah. Those are the way that they like click. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. I think the, I think those might have freaked me out when I was a kid. Actually, they were the than... scariest for sure. Yeah. Apparently, the um. I know so many fun facts about this shit. Good, <laughs> this movie. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I guess when they were filming it, the suits that the people had to wear to play the the Gartham, like the big giant beetle things, uh -huh. they were so heavy that they had they were required by law to take a break every five minutes. What? To, like drink water because they were just they could barely move around in them because they were so it was the eighties, right? They weren't using like carbon fiber. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they probably just they probably made it out of like old recycled tank parts dude even worse when i was watching them because like even today sometimes we'll have you know you'll hear these horror stories of people who had to apply a ton of makeup and it turns out that it was like super lead based there's something in it that just jacked them up they had an allergic reaction to them and i was like mm, man i bet you those things are just like straight asbestos you know? right. <laughs> we got the dark crystal out of it though their sacrifice is our gain uh, apparently Henson also wrote the movie like the original outline for the movie when he was uh, I think he was with his daughter and they were snowed in in a hotel room hmm. and so he like hand wrote most of the story like while he was snowed in it's just such a cool story behind this, the story interesting I wonder if he like used her as kind of a sounding board like okay a thousand years ago in the age of wonders like making sure she could keep up with it you know and she was like, you know, this is uh, sounding a whole lot like a million other things I've yeah. read, Dad. Because, like, obviously the plot is, you know, you've got this reluctant protagonist is kind of, like, in this really cozy spot with a bunch of people he really likes. And then there's, like, this call to action, an inciting incident of sorts. And then, like, his mentor dies. And then, like, he goes on this journey. And then he meets some friends along the way. There's a prophecy. There's mm -hmm. a MacGuffin. There's the evil ones that are just evil because they're fucking evil. And, <laughs> like, it's not really... It's like, for me personally, it's like that really cool combination of tropes that I'm a really big fan of with 
way different stuff uh, spectacle i would say right like the world is very unique and very different but it's very classic of a story and it's even probably classic at the time you know because a lot of times i'm like oh that's pretty pretty standard stuff there but we also have to keep in mind it was made 40 years ago but even in the early 80s you know yeah like you <laughs> it was had, still like, pretty mainstream if you were if you were reading science fiction and fantasy it was a classic hero's journey lord of the rings Star Wars, Conan, Conan. Um, he had a like the Earthsea, or at least the first Earthsea book, or Wizard of Earthsea. Like mm-hmm. Pretty similar. So like that hero's journey had already. Yeah. I think uh, the Sword of Shannara books are from the seventies, right? So you really? got those ones. Wow. Yeah. What year did? Wow, the Sword of Shannara from the seventies. Huh? Like seventy four, seventy five, something like that. That's insane. I'm gonna look it up right now. Nineteen seventy seven. Ah, uh, seventy seven. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a long time ago though. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you were already running in like fantasy circles, that wouldn't have been that, that unique. But I guess the movie totally bombed when it came out. Well, it came out the same year as E.T., right? Yeah. We mentioned that on that podcast yeah. on that episode, Um, which is, you know, it it, def- it definitely does make sense because E.T. is an objectively better movie than The Dark, <laughs> the dark Crystal. Like, like I don't like I it more, but it, The Dark Crystal more. Yeah, I personally like The Dark Crystal more, but like if you I were to it. poll people on the street, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they'd be like ET is great and then there's like I wonder if there was like uh, the family is going to go see ET and then like they come out and then The Dark Crystal gets out at the same time and everyone just smells like weed. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like man, you got to go see this movie. Like I bet you, the crowd that went and saw the Dark Crystal was a way more fun crowd. Yeah, but they were the crowd really that cool. Went and saw they probably got dressed up, went and saw it like five times. You know, before you know it, there was like a bunch of gems running around. What did you think of the music? So good. Yeah. So good. I I really liked the narration. The guy's voice was like super good at it, and he just like it was kind of a unique way of narrating. I don't know. It just kind of hit me. It was like it was very classic, old school eighties. It was like oh, you know, he said that another word. Voice. Yeah. Another world in, in another time of wonder, <laughs> the tale of yeah. Jen. <laughs> the land was green and good. Another really cool fun fact: they had like monitors inside of the Skeksis suits so that they could see themselves doing what they were doing. Oh, interesting! The suits are so big, and I think Huge. there's like multiple people working them at once because they're just like they're like these big. Like oh, that must have been a tall. miserable job. But it's can you so imagine hot. being on that set, though? Oh, that'd be very cool. Every minute you were on that set, you'd be like, this is such a pain, but this is all so cool. Yeah, it's like magical. When this comes out, it's going to be, you know, because the attention to detail with all of that, like I've seen like pictures, like behind the scene pictures, and it really does look like there's a camera crew inside of this crystal palace. They really wow. went for it. I mean, I'm sure that it's a soundstage and I was just seeing a picture at like the right angle to make it look like that, but they really put the work in. They really did. Okay, so one of my favorite scenes is when they're deciding on who gets to be the new leader of the Skeksis. The trial right? by and they, stone. Yeah, they try to decide <laughs> the trial by stone. And then one of them, like the, the two weapons come up out of the floor, right? And I was like, ooh, they're about to fight. Okay, nope. <laughs> they're just going <laughs> to hack at this stone and whoever gets the biggest notch out of the stone gets to be the new leader. And then the one like goes ape and like cuts it in half. Which is obviously yeah. a win. Oh, full win, full win. But, you know, he was also, I feel like it gets easier and easier like you want to be the second person in that. I guess contest, you do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for like sure. Yeah. <laughs> at some point it's going to get cut in like half. The first guy's not going to cut in half. Yeah, that part with the um 
when the emperor kind of like disintegrates. Yeah. Oh, dude, that yeah. was actually scary. Yeah. I would. I want to know how they did that. Oh, and he's like, that was mine. Cool. He like yeah. grabs for the scepter. I am still emperor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done yeah, then, a lot of impressions you, on this oh, episode. Please, please do. <laughs> but like, okay, you, the loser, not only does it not get to be emperor, but is also banished. There's only 10 of them. Somebody's right. 10% of their whole population ixed. Just had to go. It had to go. And they had to strip him down too. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is also humiliating. Yeah. Yeah, like the more that I'm thinking, I haven't watched it in like a like a year or two, but like the more that I'm thinking about it, like you, you're bringing stuff up and I'm like, oh yeah, that was pretty gross. Yeah. Like there was <laughs> just so many moments that I was like, this is like not a child concept. Brutal humiliation and like sub- subjugation from the clan. The Chamberlain is banished. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, he was like one swing away from being emperor. Now he's banished. Do you know who Simon Pegg is? Yeah, I know Simon Pegg is. He plays the Chamberlain in the new show. Oh, really? He crushes it. Does a really good job. Does. I like Simon Pig a lot. Mm, I can't even do it that high pitched. Yeah. Little, mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> I hate your whimper. Yeah. <laughs> I love how every time they talk about the Gelfling, he's like, the hideous Gelfling. <laughs> like, like, dude, who, who are you calling hideous, bro? The, uh, the prophecy says Gelfling will destroy them. Also, Jin is utterly fearless. Right. It's like that quote where he's like, he's like thinking to himself and he's like, I can't do this alone. And then like three and a half seconds passes and he's like, all right, alone then. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, cool. Yeah, Jen. Yeah. Nice, totally. dude. He's climbing a cliff one time already in a very precarious position, like climbing this cliff. And then he comes up over this ledge and there's all these like bushes that all of a sudden turn into these little like urchin creatures that like skitter away from him which are just kind of terrifying that they come alive. And he's just like, wow. Like he's like, a, like amazed. Like he has this childlike sense of wonder, you know, whereas like anyone else would have just like screeched and fallen off the cliff. I mean, to be totally fair, I bet they only had like seven facial expressions Yeah, for those pups. That is kind of, that kind of leads into something else too, is um, I think to kind of circumvent that problem with the new show, they did like this cool combination of cgi and puppetry so that you could get some more really like subtle facial right you know because they did a lot of like uh like mechanical work to those puppets for the faces and you can do that but i don't know if there's enough little levers and gears that would like really do what a computer could do for because with a face it's like it's 36 like, muscles to smile or something yeah like, i don't know the actual amount but it's a lot and your emotions on your face are very subtly different right mm-hmm. like like a sly smile looks very different than like a really confident smile. Totally. That was when I did find out that they were doing some CGI and I found out that was the reason it, it made a lot of sense. And, you know, it really helps with the whole scope of everything because obviously the Dark Crystal, the movie is, it, it feels very lived in and very big and whatever, but the show is 10 times that. I can't wait to watch it with you. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch it too. By the way, just so everyone knows, uh, gets gets our facts straight here. There are 10 muscles involved in smiling. Oh, uh, thank you for fact-checking that, Joe. Yeah, of course. And as few as six to form a frown. Ah. Always harder to be happy. <laughs> I was a little curious as to where the crystal came from and how it gets broken. So I do know how it gets broken, but I, I don't really know if there's like a... I think the, the crystal just came from Thra, right? Okay. Like in the show and the movie and a lot of the lore that I've read, Thra is kind of like almost sentient. 
right? Like okay. like a mother mother earth type thing, sure, like Gaia type figure. But the crystal cracked because there was an alignment of three suns called the Great Conjunction, uh, which only occurs every thousand tries. That's what happens or... at the end of the movie, right? Or right, right. so so uh, so at the end of this movie is a thousand years Got after. So when that happened, the crystal cracked, and it split what are called the Urskeks into two different races called the Urus and the Skeksis. So when you when you like reunite that crystal together with the, the the crystal shard, it'll unite those back into those kind of like perfect angelic okay. beings. Yeah, I, th- I mean, um, the definitions of like hard and soft world building are kind of up in the air. I think a lot of people would probably argue about them, but I would say that the dark crystal kind of like leans more towards soft world building, where like not every single thing is thoroughly explained but i kind of prefer that stuff personally like it's kind of like with like uh like ghibli movies you know where they're just kind of like tossing stuff at you and they're like here's what happened like here we go you don't need to know no you don't need to know why suspend your belief believe it well and the the crystal is what's keeping the skeksis alive right because they have to renew all the time yeah so i did find it there's uh after the scene that Jin wakes up with the girl after he meets her and then the village that she's staying at gets attacked right they all go running off and he wakes up cuddled up next to her and her arms like around she's totally awake and he's like totally sleeping on her and uh and i was like wow girl is holding the guy for 82 it's pretty progressive you know pretty cool it's a pretty forward thinking movie right there yeah and there's that part where yeah she can fly and he's like what oh, yeah i don't i don't have wings and she's like of course not you're a boy yeah you're a boy <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was pretty cool yeah and i was like kind of jealous i was like why why don't we get wings dude and i was like can you imagine like if all women had i'd be so jealous i'd be like oh my god oh well, is there like a they'd have to like carry surgery us around. or something <laughs> <laughs> have fun have a driving scrub <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, please, can you just fly me over here? Please. Like, oh my god, my deadbeat boyfriend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time. I don't want to pay for gas. Um, okay, at the end of the movie, putting the icing on the cake. As far as not a kids movie, Kira freaking nails her throw to Jin. Right, she like hucks it at him, the sliver. Oh, you know, he's yeah, like on yeah. top of the crystal, and she's just like, boom, freaking money throw. He left hand catches it. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> just bam, snags it out of the air. And then she gets nice from behind. I actually went yeah. back because I didn't see it perfectly at first. I was like looking away or something. Maybe I was just taking notes that it was a sweet left-handed catch. And then I heard like, and she like goes down. I was like, whoa, that sounded brutal. So I go back straight up, dude, coming in from the backside, like right between the collarbone and the yep. shoulder, like to the heart. She just gets gutted. I wouldn't be gutted. I get knifed. Like, I knew from the sound without even looking at it, like, oh, somebody just took a hard knife. Not for kids. Jen jams that thing into that crystal. Movie over. <laughs> the whole wrap-up is pretty... Very quick. But I kind of liked it. Yeah, right? We don't it's need done. to keep going on. Yeah, we don't need to return to the king this shit. Definitely not. And, like, the whole palace is, like, falling apart. I'd love to know if anyone got, like, injured on this set. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's like an early 80s, man. But everybody's they can hardly like... see anything inside those masks. You know, they're like falling off scaffolding and stuff. Yeah, dude, they were just like listening to Rush and like chain smoking cigarettes, <laughs> like making this, you know, like I can't imagine that like everybody was like super healthy and taken care of <laughs> yeah. on the set. God, 40 years ago. It's so wild to wow. me. I also think that there's like something to be said for there's like obviously balance in the world. Right. You know, yeah. one of them dies, the other one dies. The 
Skeksis were getting too powerful and had the rule for too long. So like the world was naturally trying to write itself, you know? Totally. Yeah. The, uh, the whole drinking of the essence thing is a pretty big part of the show. Too. Oh my, I, <laughs> I literally almost fell off of my chair. Yeah. Like, drink her essence yes <laughs> he got so hyped about the essence I, drink basically what happened with all the gelflings is that and it kind of goes over this in the show a little bit too is like like the the process of draining someone's essence is already kind of figured out in the movie so in the show oh. they kind of like that's kind of like when they figure it out that they can do that and so they kind of like genocide all of the podlings or uh, the uh, the gelflings Okay. But that's like what the show is about. They're sucking up their essence. Right. So Because they're just like, oh, we're all dying and getting old. And then they're like, oh, well, you know what would work pretty well is if we like just drain the life force out of it. It's like when you really start kind of like just if you just scratch at it just a little bit, it's just like, damn, like these are yeah. some really heavy themes for seven and eight year olds. Yeah. You know? That's why multiple times it's just like, Ooh, not a kid show, not a kid show. But Jim Henson was very adamant in saying that you know, it doesn't have to all be fairy tale, sunshine, Muppets and songs and stuff like, you know, kids should be able to look at something, be afraid of it, understand it, work through that fear. And like, you know, the debate kind of rages. It's like, all right, but like, you know, did you have to go that hard with it? Right. It's <laughs> like you've you got like just drinking her essence, dude. You were so <laughs> excited about it. <laughs> And then when they're like tearing off all the Chamberlain's clothes and stuff, it's like it's obvious he's just been heaping clothes on, mm-hmm. you know, like over a thousand years. He probably hasn't ever like changed them or anything. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, one thing I really liked was them writing those awesome things. They were like the Lance they were like Riders. giraffe Wookiees, dude. Or giraffe um, Ewoks. They looked like an Ewok mixed with a giraffe. They're so cool. Yeah, those are amazing. Like the noise that Kira makes to call them to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kira was pretty worldwise. Like, totally. Jin really nailed his find, considering he also found the only other uh, Gelfling. I know, there's like some suspension of disbelief there, I feel like. Yeah, he just like stumbles across her. Like the only other one. But hey, man, maybe it's uh, maybe it's fate or whatever. Yeah. We've been reading a lot of Lycanius lately. There's a lot of fate stuff going on. <laughs> okay. At least they didn't have to okay. go back in time or anything. I'm just going to wrap it up there because we got like super off topic there for a oh, little man. bit. And like, yeah, I feel like, like we could just like, talk minutes. about, yeah, we could just talk about the dark crystal forever Dude. and just like pick at every little thing. But the, the important thing is that you watched it for the first time. We got to talk about it and I loved it. And you and me are going to watch the show. Yeah. Stay tuned. Oh, you guys should watch the show with us. If you haven't seen yeah. the show, wait until we do it and then we'll all watch it together. That sounds really fun. That'd be so okay. Let's make a channel in the Discord and we'll announce when we're gonna do it, and then we'll all watch it together and it'll just yeah. be blowing up. That'll be so much fun. Oh my god, it's like my dream. 150 people to talk about the Dark Crystal with. We literally have the power to make that happen. Or everyone, let's make Evan's dream come true. All right, cool. Let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. We've been talking about this 40-year-old movie for a while. Look down below. You'll see the link to our Patreon. If you want to support us, we would love you forever. Stay tuned for the announcement of when we're going to be watching The Dark Crystal, as we will definitely let you know. The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Age of Resistance, my mistake. And if you'd like to join our Discord, the link to the Discord is in the description as well. We would definitely love to see you in there. And thank you so much for being a part of this episode. And we hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Bye, everybody. That's fun. And, it, you know, if the show's like 40 years old, we can talk about whatever. We I want. know. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't <laughs> even. Oh, God.